The New Jersey Staffing Podcast is brought to you by the New Jersey Staffing Alliance, or as we say in the business, the NJSP is brought to you by the NJSA. In background checks, you could do a number of different searches in your background check package, and you know they're like, oh, uh, you know, we're paying twenty-five dollars for a background check. Can you beat that? Well, let me see what you're doing, and you know, I'll say, by the way, um, you know. Do you think you're doing sex offender? Well, yeah, the company says uh, we are. Well, you're not. You know, a lot of, a lot of things you got to look at, and you know, make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Facilitated by longstanding member Fred Amacucci, the NJ Staffing Podcast is your invitation to be entertained and informed by fun and casual niche industry conversations, from cannabis legalization to temporary placement to hiring in regulated industries. We're talking about staffing in New Jersey. It was awesome. By the way, before I forget, the, the producer of our podcast, he actually produces a New Jersey winery podcast that you might want to check out. I'll get the name and everything for you that you can check oh, it out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I don't know how he started, but he, um, he started contacting uh, wineries in New Jersey and he has a whole podcast. It's, it's really cool. Um, I'll let you, I'll get the information from him. By the way, how did you, um, How'd you get started in the insurance industry? Well, Fred, it's a, it's a, it's, it's really a funny story. I mean, I, at the time, going back 15 years ago, mm-hmm. I was uh, just working out at the gym, trying to get ready for. It's it all, this will all tie in, but all right. it's an interesting story how, how <laughs> things things happen. So, yeah. so I'm working out at the gym, trying to get ready for the summer, and I had this pain in my shoulder. It was like. So I go to the owner of the gym, who was, a, who was a friend, and he's a trainer, and he's he's uh, Philly Magazine's top trainer in Philadelphia. He's in his he's in his sixties, and he's still setting a world he's still setting world records in weightlifting. So I hired I, I, I me, me and Howard. His name was Howard Aaron. He's got a book out and uh, and um, strike trainer for life. But anyway, so we start training together and he's got me doing all this crazy stuff. And he's telling me how he's going to train all around my shoulder and you're not even going to realize that pain's just going to go away. And the way the gym was set up in old city, Philadelphia is the cardio overlooked the gym. Mm. So people were watching me doing all these crazy stuff. It was like, I was hardly touching weights. He had me jumping. He had me, <laughs> Oh, he had me doing all kinds of different exercises. Uh-huh. But anyway, people are like doing the cardio and they're watching me. So they, I don't even I don't watch the news. Well, they they invited me to this party, you know, because I would just be friendly with their dumb workout. I was dumb working out. We we're small talking. I didn't realize they were all the Fox Fox News people. I didn't realize that. Oh, they invited really? me to this party. The mayor's there. You know, anybody's anybody in Philadelphia was at this party. Uh, you know, what do I know? Yeah. So I meet this I meet this couple, and they they they're like, listen, we provide all Home Depot and Lowe's with granite and marble. Mm. Like, that's great. Who, who doesn't want a connection, right? That's a great connection, yeah. Right? So the best part about it is they come back to me about six months later. Now, now, in the summer, for 12 years, in the summer, I, I bartended at a place called Memories of Margate for Jerry Blavitt. He heated with the heater. Uh-huh. He was like Sammy Davis Jr.'s best man in his second wedding. He was best friends with Sinatra. And he's still around. He's still on the radio. He's uh, bandstand, you, you name it. Um, but anyway... They come to me and they say, "We want you, we're starting our uh, a granite company, and we want you to sell granite." I said, "That's great, but I don't know what granite is." They're like, <laughs> "We don't care. We know you know people." So I started calling everybody I know in in Philadelphia and South Jersey, and I'm like, "I got granite." Next thing you know, people call me back saying, 
all right, let's go. And I'm meeting with builders. They're showing me plans. I have no idea what I'm looking at, but I'm like, you know, I would just connect the dots. Next thing you know, I was, yeah. you know, I was selling granite. You're great. But the sit. thing is, but, you, but if I sell you a kitchen, you're only going to come to me one time. Yeah. You know, so I started liking sales. I, I, I went on this Craigslist interview, a couple that one I was selling baths or something. I, I didn't like that. And then I, I walk into this meeting and this guy's like, do you know what experience modification is? Do you know what insurance premiums are? You know what this one? I'm like, I was getting ready to walk out. And he goes, well, if we could save a company money and, and I'll pay, and I'll pay you for it. Hmm. So I'll, I'll try it. So he puts me in a room with a, with a Skype phone and, and it gives me a list of companies to call. So I call up, can it, you would like to save money on your, on your insurance. And then when people say yes, I'm like, All right, now what do I do? You know, they, I would write it down. Well, who's your insurance carrier? I would write it down. So I had these notes. Next thing you know, and I'm like, I, next thing you know, I got a meeting. Now I go from, I'm walking into these meetings and they would, they prep me for the meeting and what to say. And fast forward, I became 75% of that company. Now I got all these clients uh, and I'd say, oh, I mean, it was, it was enough to the point where they couldn't handle the customer service, the volume wow. they were doing, the, not just workers comp, they were doing the payroll. And then I'm, and then I, I did my, then I started doing research and realized, wait a minute, I'm talking about insurance. So I had to go get licensed because it's, you can't discuss insurance exactly. if you're not licensed. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm licensed, I'm legitimate. And, um, long story short, I had to move my clients because they, they could no longer service my clients. Ah. And now, now I'm to the point where depending on the industry, depending on, you know, the, the size of the company, I, I, I know who to, I can place the business with and, and I have a great, a good enough relationship with the owners of those companies and the, and the, the people that if I get, if there's a problem with payroll, if there's a problem with a claim, an insurance claim, I can step in and help out. So that's going from personal training, right? To the to, injury, by the way, the well, injury, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, if you didn't get and, injured, that probably may have, that's all may not have happened. So, so yeah, fast forward. So now, you know, I've been on my own for, for about five, six years. And I, I've had a lot of the same clients over the years because, you know, for the most part, you know, if, and the reason why you need to be partnered with multiple companies is because I've had a situation where a company started out and they, uh, this, this is a pretty, pretty crazy story, but it was a new company. They had a new insurance carrier and, one day, and this happened all in one week, I, I, they had a driver drive on the oncoming traffic in a tow truck, and he hit an 18-wheeler head-on. Oh, my gosh. That was a multi-million dollar claim, and he survived. In that same week, they sent me this this uh, video where a, a, another employee was it blew up like a, he was pumping up a tire, and it blew up like a, uh, like a grenade went off. He oh. went up flying up in the air. And then it was another multi. It, that literally bankrupt that company. Right. So the point I'm making is that would that affects all of my other clients. So therefore, I have you know that's why you got to be kind of partnered with multiple companies, multiple carriers, because you just never know when a company's going to have a bad year and offset that loss. They they kind of affect everyone else's rates. Yeah, because it's pooled, right? Basically, sort of. Yeah, but not everybody pays the same. That, there, right. A lot of people say, "Why? Why do I?" That's not true. That's not true. Just like, just like your your credit score, your credit score versus someone else's credit score when you walk into a car dealership, that's not the same. Yeah, 
You know what I mean? So they're not going to, you're not going to get the same deal as, as the, as the next guy. If he's, if his credit's stellar versus yours. Right. Every, every, yeah. Everything's, every situation's different. Every person, individual is different. Yes. So that's, that's, that's the, uh, that's that's the over, that's the overview of how I ended up in, uh, in the insurance industry. (laughs) And, uh, it's, I do. I, I really enjoy meeting with my clients face to face. I have no problem with traveling. I was on the road for six hours yesterday. Um, meet new new prospects. I, I I still like the old school. Sit down, shake hands. If if you want to wear a mask, I will. Yeah. <laughs> I, whatever it makes you feel comfortable. But I've always just from my years of being in the gym and you know my kids. I said, listen, when you're done working out wash your hands it's the most important thing so i've always been very sanitary uh aware of things you know things of that nature and yeah. germs and stuff like that but not a germaphobe but you, you, you understand what i'm saying yeah I, but I, um but it's a lot more exciting to talk about and a lot more fun to talk about wine and uh have a glass of wine with a client with a, with a new client versus uh sitting down and discussing uh, a claim that uh they believe is fraudulent and i have to get my, you know, I, I will dig in deep and I, I don't, like I said, I don't just sell the insurance and walk away. I mean, I really, really work with my clients and, and the carrier and, and, um, try to get to the bottom of it to help them out to keep their costs down. So, I mean, just based on what you said and even meeting and talking with you, obviously a people person sounds like, uh, uh, you know, without any formal sales experience, you you were a natural born salesperson, which is great. Obviously, I mean, nowadays, uh, you know, you hear about even like doctors; they don't have any bedside manner. I mean, you need you need both the education, you need the friendliness, you need someone who's willing to listen to you to help you um, to be successful in business. And you know, it doesn't have to just be sales; it's you know, customer support. You know, no matter who you're dealing with, um, you want to make sure you represent the company uh, properly. So that's, you know, that's a big point. Um, well, I don't feel I don't feel that I'm really in sales. It's it's more honestly, it's more of like an education process, and it, and it's a I lay it out in front of the, the client, the, the prospect. I lay it out, and say, look, this is what you're paying. This is this is what you this will be paying. So it's a side-by-side comparison. However, the difference is, and I'll explain the difference when I'm with them, why why this is better than that. There's situations where I look at, it, I look at something and say, you know what, everything looks great. I, I would, you know, you step back, yeah. You know, everything's great. I, I said, be honest with you, would make it a little bit better is if you offer your your employees wellness, but your I think your costs are pretty good. I mean, I, and and. You know, so there's nothing nothing wrong with getting a, getting a, a free look, a free evaluation of uh, yeah. of what you're doing. That it's some we started saying. You know, we could uh, um, we have a, a large portion of our clients as um, banking. We we started out heavily in the banking industry because we we originally were doing credit reports, and then that parlayed into the background checks. But um, the FDIC, they they make background checks mandatory for banking employees, but they don't specifically say what they're supposed to do. So a few years ago, we actually went to the FDIC and had sat down and had a few discussions with them, and they gave us specific things that banks are supposed to do according to their background checks. 
And then what we do now is we, we do every year, we check our banks, make sure they're doing their proper uh, background checks. And if they're not, we reach out to them. Now, I, I know for a fact no other background check company would do that. But some of those things, very, very important that you need to do for your own clients, you know. Um, and, and a lot of times, I, you probably come across this. Someone tells you they're getting a better rate, but they're they're not actually getting the proper insurance, right? You ever get that? that yes, yes, the, yes. Sometimes uh, there, uh, companies could be in the wrong class code. Yeah. And uh, and that could that could be a, a problem. Yes, absolutely. And that's and again, that's it's more of uh, gathering the information, yep, investigating, and then saying, "Hey, uh, you, you realize, you know, a you know, just a a roofing rate or a, a tree pruning rate is a lot higher than a clerical rate. A warehouse rate is a lot, a lot different than a uh, and and in and in the store rate. So." Sometimes we will come across clients that are uh, miss, you know, in the wrong class code, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we'll get that corrected for them. Yeah, but, and the other thing too, like we come across situations where I'm always like, listen, if you tell me exactly what types of searches you're doing, and then because you know, in background checks, you could do a number of different searches in your background check package. And, you know, they're like, oh, uh, you know, we're paying $25 for a background check. Can you beat that? Well, let me see what you're doing. And, you know, I'll say, by the way, um, you know, do you think you're doing sex offender? Well, yeah, the company says uh, we are. Well, you're not. You know, a lot of a lot of things you got to look at and, you know, make sure you're comparing apples to apples. Um, but wait, I, I know when uh, you and I were together, you mentioned and you even mentioned now you, you ran a club, right, in Jersey? It was... Memories of Margate, and I was the 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 manager of the nightclub was in her seventies. She was a sweetheart, so I pretty much you know I brought I brought the staff in. Like I said, well Jerry Blavitt now he's eighty two years old, so and you got you're going back fifteen years uh, uh, or so. So he was he was up there too. So I brought in the staff. I would I would I would bring in. Uh, Whatever, whatever the new drinks were, you know, mm-hmm. working with the liquor reps, things of that nature. But uh, it was it was a who's who. Uh, I didn't realize again because I don't read the paper, but I was in the Atlantic City, Atlantic City paper of promoting what's hot in, in, at the Jersey Shore. You know, because uh-huh. Jerry Blabber, to this very day, he still has an article in there. But at the time, the Sopranos was around, so some of those guys would come in. None of the none of the big guys, but like David yeah. Probel was probably the biggest. Um, and he Richie April season two. He was he was oh, a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. He was a great guy, great great guy. A lot of a lot of fun, and uh, a couple of the other guys, had, and then a couple of guys from uh, like Goodfellas, like Johnny Roast Beef, those type guys. Clem Caserta, <laughs> who's uh-huh. there was best friend. Like they, they would all come hang out and drink, drink at my bar, and no then way. and then I'd have yeah, my buddy like Frankie Valley, Frankie Avalon, you know, all those because that's Jerry's part of that. that. That was all his era, and they and they whenever they're in town, they come in and see him. Yeah, yeah. Wow! Oh, that is awesome. That that club is still that is still going strong. You go there on a Saturday night. It's it, it it's a packed house. He's on the radio ninety eight point three, cool ninety eight point three, Friday and Saturday nights, and he does he still records a radio show uh, throughout the week as well. Wait, what, what's it called? Memories in Margate. You said. 
Me- yes, Memories of Margate. I'm going to check that out. <laughs> yeah, that, that they, is like awesome. I said, yeah, he's, he's, he's still going strong. God bless him. And he's a good, he's a good friend. Jer- Jerry Blavitt's a very good friend. You got his business? I, I just, I just, I just, uh, you know, I, I was in the service industry long enough. It was a weekend thing. You know, I mean, it was a weekend thing in the summer. It was, it was a great, great time. I met a lot of great people. And a lot of people are still friends today. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, getting, getting back to, like, staffing. I know, um, obviously, this is a staffing podcast, and you're part of NJSA. Are there... Are there things that you get from a lot of staffing companies, like questions or situations about uh, your business? Well, like most, it's, it's the most. it's ACA compliance. There, there, there's those questions. There, there's the ERC questions. There's the there's a lot of a lot of things that come up, and then and then sometimes they try to figure out on their own, and it's like no, no, no. We can't. We can't do that. We, you know, for if for W twos, we're W twos. If for ten ninety nines, we're ten ninety nines. We can't. You know, a guy can't be a W two today and a ten ninety nine tomorrow, and right. back to a W two. Uh, there's things like that um, that doesn't come up a lot, but it does. I, and we work. You know, I, I have uh, startups. Start. You know, startup staff of companies not easy to get done. You know, but we do it. We 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 do have. Uh, a way to get a startup company off the ground okay. and we support them along the way. That's and cool. we do, we, we do, we do, I do forward the NJSA circulars that come around oh, good. to the clients. So the content may be relevant, may not be relevant. You, you just never know. It's just, it's just, but it's good to know it's there. Yeah. And like we, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, like I was even talking to some of the other guests. I mean, the NJSA is so great because it's like I always think of it having like your own board. I mean, these are all, um, you know, presidents, owners, C-level that when you become part of NJSA and, and, you know, you come to meetings, you see these people, you talk to them. I mean, you could ask them anything. And these are not just the the um, staffing companies, but then you have industry partners like yourself. So when you join NSA, uh, NJSA, you have access to these people like like yourself. We could sit here and talk. Hey, I got this problem. What do you suggest I do? Without even you know doing business, and then eventually, hopefully, you you do business with them, and then uh, uh, you know you get even better service. But you know some of the the finance guys, um, insurance, um, background checks, but. Um, you know, you got people who've been in the staffing industry for over 30 years, um, you know, and everyone's more than happy to help everyone out. And then the legal stuff, like the legislative side. I mean, there's a lot of laws and stuff that staffing companies may not know about or insurance advice, stuff from, you know, that you had mentioned. And, and when they talk to you, they could ask you questions. So, um, you know, we always had good success and built great relationships through NJSA. Um, so you hang out in, in Philly a lot, Nigel? Philadelphia, yeah. There's a, there's a few restaurants I like to go to. Um, I'm, I'm in. I live in South Jersey now, Washington Township. Oh, okay. Uh, and in and, and I'll in I like obviously I like Atlantic City. I like uh, Margate, North Wildwood. Or the, they're the three places I'll, I'll hit. And 
yeah, Philly's Philly's part of my heart. You know, right. that always. So you, you you like the Phillies? No, Eagle? no, oh, no, no. I like Phillies. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I, I I like the Phillies. Eagles. Um, I, I, the Flyers. It's what? It, well, what? A, that's the sore subject there. Seventy <laughs> Sixers. I do not like the Eagles. I, really? I am not an Eagles. Fan. Giants. Then I was. I was as no Dallas Cowboys. Oh. Yeah, you're like me. Yeah. I think I think everyone when when you were a kid, you root for Dallas. Everyone loved Dallas. That's funny that it, you say that. Well, believe it or not, I was a uh, a season ticket holder with the Eagles. I don't know if I should tell you the story, but what do I care? Uh, so, I, the reason why I was a season ticket holder of the Eagles, it, it was back when the Cowboys were terrible. And my uh, one of my best friends, we had an opportunity to get season tickets. Mm-hmm. I said, let's do it. I didn't go up there. Cheer. It was a fun. It was still a good time. I mean, you know, football was my football. city. I loved, yeah, you know, yeah, it was great. Uh, but anyway, it was there was the to years, and and uh, but, but anyway, what, what happened was we get we got an invoice, and the, and the Eagles were like, "If your money's not here by five o'clock, your your tickets are terminated." Oh, and I'm like, so the, that happened twice, and the second time we got terminated. It, I'm like, because all the bills would go to my fr- my my friend. I'm like, what happened? Because I don't know. My wife threw the invoice in the trash. I'm like, wow. <laughs> So anyway, so go now go to the when the Cowboys back in '08. You know everybody knows how bad '08 was for everyone. Yeah, all, all I read was reading how Jerry Jones was putting up his own money to build this stadium. Mm-hmm. So I put two hundred hour non refundable deposits. Not may or may not be given an opportunity to get season tickets. Well, sure enough. I get, they call me up, I pick my seats, they, you know, I go through the whole process and they're like, okay, we're going to send you an invoice. I'm like, oh, I don't have any, I don't have the money right now. I said, but I bartend down the shore. So if you just give me to the end of the summer, I'll pay you. Yeah. They were like, they, they never, they never sent me a, a, an email, a phone call, not, didn't harass me once. And then when I, when I had the money, I, I paid them, issued my tickets and here we go. No so way. I've been a season ticket holder of the new stadium since... Um, yeah, since since it was built. Wait, Dal- you talking about uh, Dallas, really? Yeah. So you go out there every home game? No, not every game. I I, I do have partners out there, and uh, they'll use the tickets. Oh, okay. I do go out there. Like my uh, my cousin's a Giants fan. Every now obviously, and then. I have uh, I have Eagle fans uh, that you know. So and they just love to go. People. The people out there are really nice. They're really yeah. nice people. It's it's not like going to a game in Philadelphia <laughs> with a, with a cowboy jersey. It's yeah, it's and your batteries batteries thrown at you. And and again, I'll give. I'm not an Eagles fan, but I, I I do give the Eagles a lot of credit because the difference between the Giants, Washington, and the Cowboys is in Philadelphia, you're playing in that neighborhood. That's a neighborhood right there. Yeah. All those stadiums are surrounded by South, that South Philly neighborhood. That's a great, great thing to have. Where Dallas, well, they're playing in Arlington. That's 40 minutes away. Yeah. They're 40 minutes from Frisco to the stadium. Yeah. I, I never and, – and, of course, you know, the Jersey, you know, about the, the Meadowlands and the Met Life up there, and then I, I heard nothing but terrible things about – uh, the commanders and, and to get in and out of that stadium, how it's not a, a fun experience. I've never, uh, but anyway, yeah, that one I've never been I, in. Oh man, that's great. When, um, so by the way, when, when we see you next, are you going to come up for one of these events, uh, for NJSA or is it, 
just based on the Atlantic City. I don't mean to put you on the spot, and you're, obviously you're under no obligation. <laughs> well, I know there was the ballpark thing. I um, after the summer, uh, yes. All after right, the cool. summer, yes. My 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 summers are pretty are right. pretty full between uh, spending time with my kids before they get back to school and stuff like that. True. And um, but yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to catching up with you. Because, dude, Absolutely. next time, uh, next time we meet, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you for a bottle of wine. I, uh, I'll have two for you. I'll uh, have two, I'll have two, I'll have two different kinds, so you could uh, taste them, taste the difference. Perfect. We could make, you know, even the next event, maybe bring some of the wine up for the the members. We could have like a wine tasting thing. Um, I think it would be pretty cool. We we actually have my wife has these. Uh, I'd have to take a picture and send it to you, but you could put about eight to ten wine glasses, and and you label the glasses, and then you put all the you know little tastes of wine. Oh yeah, yeah. So you taste like take you could taste like anywhere from eight to ten different different wines. Oh, that's great. Yeah, we'll, I could set that up. We could. Uh, that's one thing we didn't have. I mean, we try to do something different all the time for NJSA for the events and everything. Um, we we just had an event last night at um, uh, where the heck was it Short Hills? I was, it was pretty good. We had I don't know about thirty five people, um, but wine tasting. I think a lot of people would come out for that. And of course, you know about the baseball game. Um, well, listen, Nigel, we, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, anything you want to add to our listeners? Um, I know uh, we talked about you know obviously um, insurance, payroll workers' comp, health benefits. Um, you also do the, the standard insurance, commercial auto insurance, um, and uh, payroll, workers' comp. Anything else you want to tell our listeners about the company, about what you do? Uh, you, said, you said it all right there. Okay. I, I mean, the, the difference is when you, when you get to know me and my partners, you really, you'll really see a, a difference of, of, of integrity and and, and commitment to to you, you'll you'll really notice the difference of of how how, how dialed in we get, and how and how how much time we're willing to uh, spend with you to get you what you need, and to make your company a uh, a much more profitable running company. And I think just by what you said, especially in the beginning, obviously. I think our, our listeners can definitely get that understanding. Um, I mean, you, you seem to really go above and beyond uh, any other company, and uh, you know you're in good hands if, uh, if you have your backing. So, um, And what about uh, if someone wants to get a hold of you, email, phone number? Uh, how do I get a hold of you, Nigel? My number, phone number is 856-553-3146. DeAngelsInsurance.com uh, is my uh, website. TheAngelsInsurance.com and Nigel at TheAngelsInsurance.com is the email. And uh, and the Angels Insurance on uh, Instagram and, and, and Facebook, and you'll see some uh, funny videos that I do. You know, a little oh, yeah? silly sometimes, but <laughs> we right. do. Yeah, we do. We, we have some, having some fun with that. It's Good. it's not like uh, I'm becoming a, a TikTok or anything, but you'll definitely see <laughs> us making wine over the years. Nice. Just. And, uh, yeah, I, don't, I really don't post uh, sitting down uh, go discussing insurance. <laughs> it's just not, it's not very exciting. Wait, but. You, you don't get many hits on those videos <laughs> on the insurance yeah, conversations? The, 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 I'll tell you what, though. It is exciting to a client when they, when they see an invoice and it's, and it's 
$10,000 less than what it was last month. There you go. There you go. Well, Nigel, I appreciate you coming on. Um, hopefully we'll see you Thanks soon. Thanks for having me, Fred. You got it, man. Have a great weekend. That concludes our conversation and this series. Don't forget to subscribe for alerts. You're going to love our upcoming guests. The NJSA represents the voice and lobby of the staffing industry in New Jersey. With a voice in Trenton, a myriad of industry partners, and a community of vibrant members, the NJSA is the resource for New Jersey staffing firms and associated services. Learn more at NJSA.com.